Learn the most advanced recruiting techniques. Land the most desirable talent. Launch your company towards massive success. This is the Higher Power Radio Show with Rick Gerard. Stacking the deck with A-player talent. Today we're making the commitment to hiring excellence. And to do this, you must change your mindset, your expectations, and your hiring method. The transition away from best practices, what everyone else is doing, is not necessarily going to help your company stand out. So, to fill your staff with A players, you need to develop your B players and A players and significantly increase the likelihood that your company will crush it. Today's insight is the spark to set your standard in building an amazing company. Today's quote, individual commitment to a group effort, that is what makes teamwork, a company work, and a society work. And that was our friend Vince Lombardi. I'm Rick Gerard, and welcome to the Higher Power Radio Show. Our mission is to help entrepreneurs and hiring managers avoid costly hiring mistakes by identifying a specific problem and providing proven solutions to help your company win the right hire. We share insights from top-performing rebel entrepreneurs, disruptors, and industry experts like our guest today, Mr. Kevin Lawrence. Kevin is the CEO of Lawrence & Company. Now, CEOs typically place their first call to Kevin with a crisis to solve, and they stay because of his business acumen and no-holds-barred, tell-it-like-it-is style. Kevin's works with hundreds of CEOs and executives, helping them to break through business challenges, grow their companies, and find personal success along the way. These experiences inspired Kevin's book, Your Oxygen Mask First, in which he reveals the 17 habits every leader must know to transcend the perils of success and achieve even more, which makes Kevin the perfect guest for today's topic. Kevin, welcome to the Higher Power Radio Show today. Thank you very much. I'm excited to be here today. It should be fun. Yeah, I'm excited to have you. Uh, We've been talking offline, so uh, it's great to spend a little bit of time with you on the air. So today we're going to cover a few things. We're going to talk about the philosophy behind poor hiring practices, and that kind of comes in and around really attitude. Uh, We're going to look at what a A, B, and C player would look like, and we're going to talk about implementing a methodology to fill every position with A players, because that's what we do, right, Kev? That's the idea. That's the aspiration that we all have anyways. Exactly. All right. So let's, uh, let's get started with the obvious question. Why is this important? Well, because you know, for a lot of people, we work really hard at what we do. We've got companies that we want to do amazing things with and have an impact in the world. But if our team isn't strong enough, companies just won't make it. And either we as leaders burn out or get exhausted, or sometimes we start to believe it's not possible. So having the right people is it just it makes you or breaks you. So very true. So very true. And this really is the all too common philosophy that most startups share, which is they just get the money and they start grinding it out, right? And they don't really put much thought into this. Oh, and we lost Kevin. We got you back, Kevin. Hey, I'm back. I don't know. All of a sudden, we dropped away. I know. Crazy. Well, you know, it's those phones. Yeah. AT&T. It must yeah. be an iPhone. Anyway, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> there's my dig on Apple right now. All right, so there's an all-too-common philosophy I think most startups share. And um, let's talk a little bit about aspirations because you and I talked about this offline. What yep. do you, what's your uh, position on this? In terms of? In terms of, you know, the mindset, the philosophy, why entrepreneurs and business leaders just settle, that sort of thing. Yeah, you know, and I think it's our programming in, in, the, in the world of business because, you know, like for me, if we look at the world of pro sports, they got it figured out. 
teams want to win. They want to win the Super Bowl or the Stanley Cup. I'm from Canada, so we think hockey. I'm but with you on that one. I'm a hockey fan as well. <laughs> yeah, perfect. So uh, I just came from Montreal today, actually, where one of the legendary hockey teams, the Montreal Canadiens, are from. And, yeah. you know, it's like if you want to win the Cup, the coaches and the owners by default think only the best can be on the ice. And if you're not the best, you're on the bench. And if you sit on the bench for too long, you get pushed down to the farm team. And so, and I know if any of us, any of the entrepreneurs, if we took over an NHL hockey team, we would adopt that identical philosophy right away. Only the best get to be on the ice. Somehow in the world of business, the whole world's got a different mindset. And the mindset is play with who you got. It's like gather a bunch of guys from the local rec center and you know, give her a go and see how it works. And okay. for whatever reason, there's this belief that you can be successful in business with good people, where in pro sports, we know it has to be great people. And that's just, I think it's, it's, it's a limiting belief system that almost every entrepreneur has. That is so very true. And your belief is actually those good people can be developed into excellent people. Some. Some. I, like everybody, everybody has a place where they're an A player. And, and, and sometimes it ends up being, you know, they could maybe they need coaching or they need develop or they need mentoring. Sometimes they need to be in a different job. Their parents told them they should be an accountant. But in reality, they're wired to be a salesperson or a customer service agent. You know, there, there's that you have to get, get through. Or maybe they think they're supposed to be in industry and they want to be in a, you know, a fast-paced, exciting environment. But they're wired to work in a government office in a small community, which is what happened with one of my, my good friends. So those people always can be a high performer. Almost all people can be a high performer somewhere, but you know, it may not be where they are. All right. So as an entrepreneur or a business leader, you really need to have the mentality, adopt the mentality that you're building an NHL team, you're building an NFL team, you're building the best company you can build. And you should not skew from that, correct? And not settle. Yeah, no, absolutely. And there's a million reasons why people do. And and that's why, you know, you provide the advice and services you provide. And that's why yeah. myself and my coaches and my team are infinitely busy, because that is easy to say and very, very hard to do. That is so very true. So let's uh, give the audience just a quick understanding of what the hiring perspective should be. I think when we talked, one of the things you said to me that was that most leaders don't scrutinize hires enough. And it requires rigor and discipline around the hiring. And so let's talk a little bit about that. Yeah, so let's take a sports example and, 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 and the book and the movie Moneyball uh, and the famous coach Billy Bean. You know, he, he went into the baseball business. We'll call it a business. It is a business. And, and found that the scouts and the coaches made decisions a lot on how fast a guy could run and you know, on how he looked and did he have the jaw, they called it in that book, which is almost funny. He looked like a, a good baseball player. And, uh, and Billy Bean, you know, didn't have a big budget, so he hired people through statistics and facts. And long story short, the team ended up, you know, dominating with a fraction of the budget because he did a scientific approach to basically hiring baseball players instead of, you know, a perception-based approach. And that's what we need to do. The way I explain it, you know, a lot of entrepreneurs will meet someone, even their HR people will interview somebody for, you know, half hour, 45 minutes. They come from an impressive company, good resume. You know, everything looks good. They get a nice perception and, and they make an offer. Yeah, and I like to like, call that assumption-based hiring too, right? They make the assumption that somebody is going to be good because they've got the right background. It all seems good. And, and the worst thing is when they come from a big brand company, we give them credit 
that they don't deserve necessarily because of the brand, that kind of this, this halo of the brand shines all over them. So it's, it, and I think it'd be equivalent like picking your partner in life after having lunch with them. Um, most <laughs> of us would never do that. That does know? happen on Jerry Springer, I think, right? Yeah, it, it does. And it does. I mean, in, in other cultures, although even in other cultures where there's arranged marriages, the families take time to get to know the family and everything. So yeah. I think it's kind of like picking your partner in life. Maybe you go on a few dates. Maybe you get to know more than one or two things about them. And you should really, really deeply understand the person, their motivations, their track record. But but most people don't. They skim the surface. And it's again, it's, it's like that lunch metaphor with picking your spouse. And then they wonder why it doesn't work and their business is full of headaches. <laughs> so very true. And, you know, it's really important. I think if you approach hiring from the perspective, like you treat each person like that's a million dollar person, a million dollar yeah. hire, it's going to change yep. your perspective a little bit as well, because you're not going to think, well, it's just a just a short investment. I mean, every person really is, in, in essence, a million dollar hire. At least, and if it's a senior exec and your company's bigger, the impact can be two, three, four, five million dollars. So, yeah. yeah. I think if you if you if you think that especially for a top leader role like your direct report, it's a million dollar decision every time, and either it's going to add a million dollars to your bank or take a million, um, which yeah. I've seen it do many many times. It it makes you take it a little bit more seriously because the people make all the difference in the world. They make your life heaven or hell. That is so very true, and you got to keep raising the bar. All right, you're listening to the yep. Higher Power Radio Show. I'm Rick Gerard. For our podcast listeners, we're going to take a quick educational moment from our sponsors. Find out how healing a person's pain points attracts amazing people to your company. Sign up for our passive talent workshops at stridesearch.com. Today, our guest is Kevin Lawrence. Kevin is the CEO of Lawrence and & Company, and we're talking about A players. So we just talked a little bit about why, how to get in the mentality of, of um, hiring A players. But now let's, let's delve into how to do it, Kevin, because you've got a specific method that you do use, and I, I have one as well. And I think it's really important that people adopt a really strong methodology in identifying people and hiring those people on. Because you can find them, but you can also blow it and not be able to get them. Yep. How do we make the transition first to hiring excellence? Well, first you have to decide in your own mind. You've got to decide that you, one, believe it's possible. And, you know, we've done it many times in companies to stack the deck with A players as high as 91% A players. And those are people who fit your culture very well and consistently deliver as expected. That's an insanely high bar. And, and that is you know, a lot less cool. work on the CEO, right? Like that's that's a smiling it, CEO. It, it is. It, it, just, it does create a bit of a different challenge. Sure. And the challenge is, is you've got a pack of wild thoroughbred resources that want to run and deliver. And you just got to make sure you have the skill set and you move quickly enough for those people to be able to be productive and happy. So it's the it's almost like instead of pulling your team, your team often pulls you, which is a great problem to have. That's a fantastic problem to have. So how do we identify yeah. the A player? Yeah, well, the biggest thing is, one, you got to know what you're looking for. And, you know, I, I'm a huge believer in the research that Brad Smart did in his book, Top Grading. Mm-hmm. Uh, and his son, Jeff, kind of extended in, in, in a book, Who, that's kind of written more for entrepreneurial companies. But they say you start with a scorecard. Like, you've got to know what you're hunting for. It's like if you and your spouse are looking for a house. Usually you have a fair good idea of what you're looking for and you try and find it. Well, with these roles, we need to get really specific and, and mathematical, ideally, like a mathematical spec. And, um, and they have 50 competencies. You rate the person on so you know how much of each competency is required for the job, 
which competencies are non-negotiable. But it's a, a statistical job description is where all of our clients start because then you're more likely to notice the things that are missing from what you need and or recognize them if they're there. Uh, so first off, you need to have a, a really well put together job description, right? Something that's well defined, clear. Anything in the job description that that you feel yeah, is necessary? Yeah, get rid of all. Yeah, get rid of all the words that your HR department wants to put in there. One hundred percent, amen, brother. One one page of words maximum. One page of words, little ideally. The KPIs that they will be measured on and accountable to delivering in a on a consistent basis. Basically, performance metrics. Performance metrics, exactly. Yeah. The performance metrics that that role will be measured based on, and then the competencies or the skills required to do that job well. That's it. It's maximum two three pages. Again, a page of words, some KPIs and competencies. I'm pretty I'm pretty confident you can get it done and just putting the performance metrics in and not having the hey we have a ping pong table. Yeah. yeah, we know. We, and again, in these jobs, we don't have any of those. That might be a job in an ad, but yeah, I got if that's it. what it takes to attract talent, you know, do it. But that's yeah. <laughs> so uh, okay, you got a clear, crystal clear job description. Now I would imagine the next thing is the interview process. What do we need to be able to do there? Yeah, well, in the interview process, always you need two people. One person is not enough because there's the, one. It's it, it's a lot of work to interview somebody well, and some candidates need a bit of management. So two people so that you can have two brains and you have someone to debrief with based on observations. Now, we're talking about the top grading method right now, right? Yeah. Okay, got it. They call it the SIDS interview or the top grading interview, which is two people. And and again, if you're interviewing me, I'm in my my late 40s, you you would have two people and it would be three, four hours. Like if you're going to offer me an executive job in a company with a few hundred thousand dollars a year and a big bonus and lots of responsibility, you're going to want to know what makes me tick and, and what doesn't. So it's a long interview where you're really digging deep and digging deep on what you want to know and excavating copious amount of facts. And when I would tell you a story about a major impact I've had on someone, you might spend five or 10 minutes on one story to understand who, what, when, where, why, how, how much, how many, how come, what came out of it, what didn't came out of it, what did you learn? You know, how did you deal with your direct reports? How did you deal with your boss? How did you deal with a customer? Like truly putting yourself in the middle of the circumstance of that big accomplishment or that big learning to really understand what's going on. And that's where you understand people because you can, it's like you were there as a witness to the situation and they start to paint you a picture and you see how they think and how they interact and what skills they have and what skills they don't versus tell me a time that you manage conflict well. Well, even the biggest jerks in the world managed to conflict well once in the last 20 years. <laughs> so that is useless information. Absolutely useless. It's so, way too easy to lie, and it's way too easy to pick the one time in your entire life you did it right. You're doing basically a behavioral interview that's on steroids, right? Like you're going super deep, whereas there are behavioral methods have a lot of validity to them. I think the situational ones are the ones where you get yourself into true. trouble. I, I don't know if... Uh, really? Well, Situational yeah. ones, like, how would you handle this situation? Yeah, like, that you can lie through... Yeah, complete waste of time. But even behavioral questions, I mean, there's a lot... Of, I mean, there's different opinions on everything. Well, you have to be measured right. about your behavioral questions. You have to be specific and, and link them to things that are important. We don't even do them. What we do is ask about going back from high school or university up till today 
every single job. What were your major accomplishments? What were your major learnings or lessons or challenges? How was your relationship with your boss? What would your boss say were your strengths? What would your boss say your weaknesses? And a couple other questions and dig deep. We don't do anything behavior. We just excavate facts like you've never seen in your life. I and get that, but how does that how does that tie in though to the core company values or the values of the company? Like, how do you know somebody's going to fit well it. in that? You see it, man. I was interviewing this one guy, and he was in an industry I won't talk about. But as we, oh, he's in porn. He's going to get no, <laughs> no, 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 no. I don't want to say the industry because I don't want to get kidding. him in trouble. I'm totally kidding. He was in a no, okay. He was in a total normal business. Sure. But and he was going to get hired. He'd been through five interviews in the company. HR had been, you know, he, you know, they probably spent ten hours with the guy. At the sixty-minute mark, I go, "This guy is a liar. He's a donkey, and his integrity sucks. And he's this condescending jerk to his people on top of it." In sixty minutes of the digging in through his history, because as I went from one job to the next job to the next job and digging deep. Man, his character was showing up like you wouldn't believe. Most people have never done an interview of proper, deep excavation type interview like we do. And they're fun, by the way. Like, they're, we, we, we have a great time with the candidates. Oh, they're at totally the, fun. At, 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 they are. At the 75 minute mark, I had to stop and just start having fun with the guy and joking because he was done. It was really clear that I excavated enough facts and he was like, there's no way I'm getting a job. He knew. He started to slump in his chair. And I, was, and I was joking around and we were having fun. But as, as the things he started to tell me showed his character in a way where he didn't plan on showing. And so th- these, the questions are unbelievable. And again, you know, Mr. Smart created them. We just execute them really, really well. And, you know, I've practiced them a lot. But you, you understand the values. You understand the competencies. You understand them better than their own mother would understand them. It's unbelievable. Uh, so what you're really looking at is you're looking at character patterns. You're, lo- you're trying to identify the character patterns. Yep. Character patterns, skill patterns, skill abilities, beliefs, everything. Basically, you're just w- w- what you're going to see at six or nine months, we're getting on the table before you make the offer. But the key is to stay in the one job in the one challenge or the one big accomplishment and really soak into the facts and excavate them. Which, when I demonstrate it to people and they see me do it, people are like, wow, I didn't even think you could do that. One other thing I want to touch upon because we're running a little bit short on time yeah, is course, that Sorry, um, reference checks. That You're a big yeah. proponent. Like, Tell me how you set up reference checks because I think this is a really smart way of doing it and I think a lot of people should do it that same way. Um, well, first of all, we don't set them, we don't, first thing, we don't set them up. Um, we get the candidate to do it. Tell them in the process, that we're and that we're going to speak to a number of their bosses, probably going back ten or fifteen years if they've been working that long. And as we're doing the interview process, we note the managers that they reported to, and then those are the people we ask them to set up interviews with. Now, the A players, almost all those people are going to be thrilled to talk to us because the person was a rock star. The B players eh, hit and miss. The C players, their they managers are all dead. They're dead or they moved out of the country. No, but it's true. It's true. It's, it's, it's a pattern that shows up. Yep. I mean, these people aren't stupid, right? They're, they know that if you talk to their managers, they're not going to corroborate their stories, and there's no way they're getting the job. So they want to send you to their aunt, their uncle, their best friend, their second cell phone number so they can answer it. Them set it up, and, and the patterns are spectacular. Why don't you give us a couple takeaways for the audience so that they can plug this into their business? What do you want them to walk away with? 
Yeah, I mean, the, the main thing is you just got to make sure and, and that you scrutinize your facts and, and really, really get deep, deep facts on people and, and know that the people that are driving, you know, that are in HR, sometimes this is harder because it goes against traditional HR theory. So very true. So really deeply scrutinize somebody in their 40s. It's going to take three, four hours at least to interview them for a senior role, frontline role less. And that you need you need amazing people if you're going to build an amazing company. You just you, you can't you can't win in the NHL or the NFL or the NBA with average players. And you need to change your belief if you got big things. If you're just okay with your business, please ignore me. But if you really want to do something great, great people do great things. Yeah. And the final thing is the root of my book. And, and in order to do this, you need to be strong and clear. And you know, in your oxygen mask first, we talk about resilience rituals and taking very good care of yourself. If you're strong and you're clear. You'll be able to do the tough things and make the tough calls around your people. Sometimes that's just giving tough feedback. But if you're depleted, you won't even want to think about dealing with these issues, and and you make it harder because energetically you're starting from behind. All right, perfect. Hey, how do uh, how does our audience find you? Uh, Lawrenceandco.com. Lawrence A N D C O.com. There's lots of videos and tools and newsletters and. And we do training on things like top grading. We have an expert we bring out from South America, and, and we're coaches, so we just like to help people. Awesome. Well, we're just about out of time. Kevin, thanks so much for your time investment today, and I want to welcome you to the Higher Power Radio community. Um, thank you. Thanks for being on the show. I want to thank our yeah. listening audience for tuning in to this week's episode of Higher Power. A quick thanks to our team, our engineer, Paul Roberts, producers, Andrea Ballin, Shanti Ryle, and Ayla Gerard. If you're listening to the podcast, please subscribe, review, and share. We're listening, and we welcome your feedback. After all, this show's for you. Join the Higher Power Radio community at Higher, that's H-I-R-E, Power, P-O-W-E-R, Radio, R-A-D-I-O dot com. Or you can drop me an email at rickatstridesearch.com. Tune in next week. Our guest is going to be Chris Chancy. Chris is the founder and CEO of Amplio Recruiting. I'm your host, Rick Gerard, and you have been listening to the Higher Power Radio Show. Aloha. Thank you for listening to Higher Power with Rick Gerard on OC Talk Radio.